Remember this quote from Obama's chief of staff, Rahm Emanuel? You never let a serious crisis go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things you think you could not do before. That statement has been the democratic mantra for decades. The exploitation of tragedies such as the COVID-19 virus seems to be just the recipe to change the country, and not for the better. Let's talk about it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, hey. So, here we go. We're going to try and do this every day now since we're locked away and there doesn't seem to be a reason. But I am going to ignore the Dave rule. Uh, I'm not going to ignore the Dave rule. I'm going to keep these relatively short and just get straight to the point. Uh, because it takes me too long to write an hour-long show notes. It just takes me too long. So here's here's what I want to talk about. Um, if we're living we're living in a country of uncertainty right now. Everything was fine and dandy. Then this virus hit, thanks to China, and now we're having nothing but problems. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what's happening. We have no idea what's going to happen in this country. The government is doing things it's never done before. People are not working. The stock market is crashing. Zoom and Netflix are crashing the internet because everyone is on them day by day. I mentioned in the last podcast that we had to remain we have to remain vigilant about the real world. Our enemies are still our enemies. They're still out there. What makes our enemies especially dangerous is the fact that they don't care about human life enough to worry about their citizens. In other words, they really don't care what happens to their citizens. They could die whatever, but they see the if they see an opportunity to slam us, they're going to do just that. Prime examples, China, Iran, North Korea, Venezuela, they don't care about us. They don't care about their people, but their hate for us is more than the concern for their in their in all their um uh their population. But we need not only to worry about uh, the enemies outside of our borders, but we also have to worry about the enemies within our borders. We have politicians who we voted in who do not care a one smidge about us. They only care about transforming our country into something very different than it was today. And they only care about gaining power. Uh, the reason I decided to talk about this, and this was a subject I was going to bring up, is uh, Gravian released a montage of politicians that seem hell-bent in destroying our society, our economy, and our way of being. Just because there's an opportunity to do things they would never have been able to get away with otherwise. This virus, they think, has actually given them opportunity. And they seem to be pushing that opportunity. Let's listen to Grabian's Let's listen to Grabian's montage right now. Do you think that more needs to be done in the next package now that we've seen these appalling, historic unemployment numbers already just today? Yes. I mean, there's a long list of things. The OSHA, family and medical leave more broadly interpreted, free testing. Uh, the list goes on and on. Are you taking into consideration uh, green jobs, green infrastructure? Green 
Yes, we needed big, we needed bold, and we needed futuristic, which means green. I mean, there's a long list of things, infrastructure, clean water, community health centers, uh, the list goes on and on. Well, this is a case for universal health care. We absolutely have to transform our health care system. Absolutely, we see this as an opportunity to reshape uh, the way we do business and how we govern. Fully paid sick leave for all our workers, student loan forgiveness, cost-free treatment for the COVID-19, whatever the costs are relating to that. I mean, there's a long list of things. Internet, broadband, the grid, you have to have mobility. We need money uh, for the postal services. The national minimum wage should be $15, but that's not nearly enough. Uh, the list goes on and on. A national effort to enlist doctors, nurses, uh, hospital workers of all kinds. I think the government should step in. I believe the federal government should take over contracting uh, and acquiring all the medical supplies that we need. We got to have telehealth. We got to restructure the way we deliver health care. So yes, Jim Clyburn is a restructuring government guy. I mean, there's a long list of things. Rent suspensions, payment suspensions, mortgage suspensions, guaranteed housing, expand our public health care systems, drop the Medicare age to zero. Whatever way we can get this done, let's get it done. Uh, the list goes on and on. Did you get all that? Did you? This has been since this whole epidemic started in this country. So if you didn't get all that, let me let me give it to you. So they're talking free health care, medical rationing, the Green New Deal, free rent, paid leaves, college tuition forgiveness, family medical leave, free Internet, infrastructure structure spending, regulating business or nationalizing business, money for postal service. I mean, we already gave money to the Kennedy Center. We saw how well that worked out. Uh, go beyond the $15 uh, minimum wage. That's great. No one's going to have a job, but when they get a job, they'll get $17, $20 an hour. Why not $50 an hour? Force people into the medical uh, profession. In other words, we're going to tell people what they're going to do for a living. Does that sound familiar? Sounds kind of like the USSR, China, North Korea, Venezuela. Sounds like Cuba. Sounds like every other socialist country. Uh, government takeover of contracts and businesses, rent, f mortgage, and payment suspensions. In other words, live for free. Guaranteed housing. Anything else? Yeah, that's right. What else could they give? Well, how about this? Let's just give uh, all this money to illegal immigrants, people, illegal aliens, people who don't belong here. Oh, that's right. Gavin Newsom is already doing that. He's decided to implement that now during the COVID-19 virus. Listen to listen to uh, the Ken doll, Gavin Newsom, of Calif the miserable governor for California. Long-term needs of a homeless crisis that again predates the COVID-19 crisis. Elisa Ross of Telemundo uh, has a question about requests that Senator Marina Elena Durazo and other advocates um, have been asking you for more relief for undocumented workers. Can you clarify if you're doing anything on that front? Well, we, no state in America does more to help 
uh, residents, regardless of their immigration status. And I'm very proud of the work that we did together last year to expand our health care capacity more formally, not in the not on the emergency side, but on a preemptive side, on, a, uh, on the side of providing health insurance for those that were uninsured. We'll continue to do more, uh, and we have very specific uh, processes on every proposal that we advance publicly. We have a culturally competent comp component of those proposals, which is a long way of saying this, that we always consider those that are documented, those that are undocumented, those that are living in mixed status families. Let me give you an example of what I mean. Just yesterday, I announced the work we're doing to help support small businesses. I very specifically mentioned in my remarks yesterday that there are many businesses, tens of thousands of businesses that do not and cannot get the support of the SBA. Those individual businesses uh, we are making available these emergency grants through our iBank to do these micro loans uh, to provide access. That's an example of what we're doing to provide support for people uh, across the panoply, uh, including those without documentation uh, in the state of California. More will be done. More needs to be done. So there you have it. I mean, are you kidding me? Our economy is shut down. Businesses will end up closing over this because of the lack of cash flow. There are 151,000 homeless in California who are prime candidates to catch this virus and die on the streets. But we've got to worry about people who don't belong in this country. we got to support them. This state is already in a huge deficit. We have the highest taxes of any state in the country outside of New York which, by the way, is having problems. And Gavin Newsom is worried about helping people who don't belong here. Really? That's a thing. You know, here's the thing. Gavin Newsom has actually been pretty good during this whole crisis until now, until he's going he's gonna to blow hundreds of millions, probably hundreds of billions of dollars for illegal aliens. And by the way, California has the highest population of illegal aliens that we know of, in the country. Of course, we never really know how many. But see, this is the difference between Republicans and Democrats. We also see that Donald Trump is not the fascist dictator that the left constantly portrays him as. In fact, it's the Democrats who are, who are the fascist, tyrannical individuals in our government right now. Donald Trump activated the Defense Procurement Act which allows the government to dictate to businesses what they are to produce, how much they're to produce, through a fair, um, through fair market value. Donald Trump has implemented the uh, Defense Procurement Act only twice to the dismay of the Democrats, believe it or not. And the reason is because he believes that the market will take, the free market will take care of this because the free market has to take care of it. The free market wants people shopping. The free market wants people buying. If people are stuck in their homes and they don't have jobs, they're not going to go buy cars. That's why GM and Ford have decided, you know what, we are going to make um ventilators and respirators. Now, granted, GM, the president had to go out and use the Defense uh, Procurement Act 
to get GM to actually do it. And yes, he had to do it to 3M because 3M was actually making the masks but selling them to other countries. So, yeah, he had to it to set it up, but he had to set, he had to use it, but he had to use it sparingly. He's not going to he's not going to Boeing and saying create ventilators. Boeing did it on their own. He's not going to um, uh, to uh, Elon Musk from Tesla and saying could you make or you, I'm demanding that you make ventilators and respirators. Elon Musk, uh, through Tesla, decided to do it on their own. They're doing it. The free market is doing it, and they're doing it better than they than the government could do it. And remember, key quote here: the government sucks at everything. Let the free market take care of business and the free market will take care of business. But that goes to something else that goes to, um, us, we, the American citizens, we need to watch the government. There are people in the government that just want to take over. They want power. They want to strip us of our power. Um, this country has been going in that direction for the last 20 years and we need to make sure that something like this doesn't just fundamentally change our government. I encourage everyone to read the Constitution. I encourage everyone to read the Bill of Rights. I encourage everyone to read the Federalist Papers. I encourage everyone to read the Gulag Archipelago, which shows what happens when socialism goes wrong. And if people don't believe that Bernie Sanders or AOC or... Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi are that insane, they're insane. Because those people, they want power. That's all they want. Bernie Sanders, that's all he wants is power. AOC, you can smell the power, desire for power on her. You can smell it on her Instagram. And you can hear her sitting, making $170,000 in her first full-time job telling people how they should live, a 29-year-old who doesn't know beans about anything. This is a dangerous time because this is a time where the American people panic and they think that, oh my gosh, things are never going to get right. And this is where Donald Trump is absolutely correct. Donald Trump is basically saying, hey, this isn't forever. It's going to end. It's going to end soon. It's, and soon could be a month. Soon could be a month and a half. We don't know. But it will end and we will get back to where we are. And we've got to resist these people who are promising things that they can't promise. They can't. A Green New Deal? Really? What is that going to do? What is infrastructure going to do for this economy that's basically shut down? There's no infrastructure with this economy right now. What is rationing or forcing people to do things they may not want to do? What is paid leave or raising minimum wage going to do when no one has a job? It's just common sense. And these people, they don't care about common sense. They want to say things that you want to hear so that you vote for them. You get uh, conservatism out of office. And you do what they want so they can take over. And when they take over, they will take over. I did something crazy. I cleaned my gun. 
I bought some bullets. Not much. I don't have I don't have an armory here or anything. I, I own a gun. And and I, I keep it there because I just want something here. I am really afraid that people are gonna panic. They're gonna listen to these idiots coming up with their promises that they can't keep. And eventually people are gonna say, okay, let's get rid of Trump. He didn't handle it real well, which is what the media is pushing. Trump is handling it about as well as anyone else could handle it. Let's not forget, the Democrats, they had no idea this was going to be this way. They actually, when Trump started closing out China, closing travel from China, they were calling him a xenophobe, and they were saying that uh, he's overdoing, this is just the flu, it's not that bad. Now the news media, now that we're in, the pandemic has spread to this country, now the news media is saying that, oh, hey, uh we knew about it all the time and Trump screwed this up. We already know that's not true. Nobody was going to handle this well. The reason there are not enough ventilators or respirators is not Trump's fault. We didn't have enough ventilators or respirators for something like this well before Trump was president. Obama didn't have enough. He didn't have enough with Ebola. He didn't have enough with H1N1. Uh, uh, Bush didn't have enough with SARS. We never had enough. So who's kidding who? So panic. We need to not panic and we need to control our government. The good news, the Senate, the Republican Senate, they're calling these guys out. But didn't that did not stop that CARES Act from having hundreds having a hundreds of billions of dollars for illegal aliens. It didn't stop that CARES Act from giving $25 million to the uh, Kennedy Center only to have $5 million given back to the Democratic Party, and then they fire everybody. This is what is happening in this country, and we can't let it happen. We need to remain calm. We need to be focused, and we need to focus on the world. We need to be three-dimensional when we talk about this stuff. We need to worry about our country. We need to worry about the economy. We need to worry about these, these sick politicians and their sick Frickin' uh, policies. We need to worry about Iran. We need to worry about uh, the Russia. We need to worry about China. We need to worry about North Korea. We still we need to worry about the drug uh, problem we have in this country. We need to worry about the homeless. I mean, my gosh, we are looking at another bubonic plague, like they like the scourge of Europe in the 13th or 12th century. When they're dragging people off the street. That's what's going to happen in Los Angeles with 56,000 homeless that don't really know it. They don't take care of themselves. They're living in their own filth. Stop donating money to illegal aliens and take care of those people for once. Or the disease is going to take care of them for us. Do not panic. Remain focused. Watch. Learn see things. Be three-dimensional. Don't get stuck watching the news and all they do for 24-7. Talk about this coronavirus. There's more than the coronavirus. Also, when are we going to stop? When are we going to start working again? When are we going to go to work? I want to go back to work. I'm bored in this place. This is my 18th day at home. It's driving me absolutely buggers. Even though I'm working, but I want to go to work. I want to see people again. 
I want to see my father. I want to see my stepmother. I want to see my family. Always hope. Don't let the virus cloud everything. The economy is going to get back together and we have to be prepared for the economy to get back. And we can't let them change the fundamentals of our country because a bunch of people are panicking about a virus. And that's what they're trying to do right now. The news media is trying to do it. The Democrat and left, the leftist politicians are trying to do it. It's being pushed and pushed and pushed. Well, we need to push back. So that's my spiel for the day. So let's talk about some things I'm actually watching, uh, what I'm doing this week. Um, I'm watching Netflix, a uh, couple of couple of pretty good shows on Netflix. Um, the first one that I that uh, Josie and I have been watching is Ozark. Now Ozark was recommended by somebody, uh, one of my buddies, and he's from the South, so he thinks it's a gas. And what basically Ozark is about, it's a series. Uh, there are three seasons in the series. And what it's about is it's about a guy who was dealing with the Mexican drug cartel in, I believe it's Chicago. He was laundering money for the drug cartel with his partner. And his, apparently some of his partners were skimming money, about $8 million off the top. The cartel found out they killed everybody except this one guy who has a wife. <laughs> That's not coronavirus. Uh, who has a wife. And uh, two kids. And he didn't know anything about it. Well, the drug dealer decided to spare his life. And what he decided to do... <laughs> it's not coronavirus. Uh, what he decided to do was, the drug dealer said, you take that $8 million and you make me $100 million. And you launder this money and you start over. So what this guy decided to do is go to the Ozarks in Missouri. So he dragged his family out, and the next day, they traveled to Missouri, and they are actually going in and trying to launder a bunch of money and try and make money for this drug dealer. Really good. It is not kid friendly. I mean, this is something you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to actually watch on your own or without the kids around. This is not a date show. Though my girlfriend absolutely loves it. But it is really interesting. It'll really take you... You'll be doing nothing but staring at it. So it is a phenomenal show. Um, one of the other things I've been watching is... Uh, well, you already know this. Uh, the um, Frasier. I've been watching a lot of Frasier. I'm on the eighth season again. So I've been uh, cramming that. I love Frasier. reason I love Frasier, he's a lot like me in the sense. Divorced man, moved out of his city, left his kids. I mean, he didn't leave his kids, but he, he moved away from his kids and um, had to start anew, start a brand new life. And he has nothing but problems trying to get himself into... The swing of things. Uh, very good. Great career. But, you know, he's he's got to work. I, I love Frasier. Uh, so that is a great show. It used to be on Netflix. They pulled it off probably because it's a tad bit conservative. Um, 
and it's also been on it's also been um it's also been uh on Netflix for a long time so it was probably just the other time a uh, couple of movies that I've also seen uh and I saw these because my uh girlfriend is taking a film class the uh, one movie gosh I can't remember what it's called the eternal uh, what is it called well, the first one, the second one I saw was Citizen Kane. That was the 1941 film starring, or, starring written, directed by Orson Welles. That was actually a really good movie. I had absolutely no desire to see it. But I decided, okay, I'll go and watch it uh, because she needed some help with it. And it was really a good movie. By the way, you can tell I was actually stalling while I was looking up the name of the first movie. But what Citizen Kane is about, it's about, it's loosely based on the life of William Hearst, the yellow journalist up in San Francisco. Hearst Castle is in San Simeon. If you've been there, that's actually where he used to live. And essentially what it is about is about a boy who, and I'm not really sure why, but he was actually... Uh, taken by a bank and became a ward of a bank and that bank uh, raised him raised him in riches he he ended up being rich right off the bat that's not necessarily what happened with William Hearst William Hearst was already rich his father was rich uh, he became a uh, yellow journalist and basically what yellow journalism is it's sensationalist journalism he did this because he wanted, he thought it would be fun. As uh, Kane, Charles Kane is his name, as Charles Kane became older, he became more controlling. He became more tyrannical. And it's about his life. If you don't remember uh, much about it, it's a famous movie. It's one, I think it won nine Oscars and was considered one of the best movies ever made. Um, it started out where. Charles Kane is in bed. He's dying in bed. He's holding a snow globe. And he says his final words is Rosebud and drops the snow globe. The snow globe breaks. So what's happening is the this guy is a hugely powerful. He's kind of a hermit. He lives in a castle. Yeah, kind of not like Hearst Castle. Hearst Castle is actually nice. This was not a nice castle. And he... And he, um, uh, reporters have decided to find out, okay, his last word was Rosebud. They decided to try and figure out what Rosebud is. And as they go out and find out, they start interviewing people. They begin to learn a lot about Charles Kane, about what made him tick, about his life, about his idiosyncrasies and things like that, and just in search of why he said Rosebud why that was his last word. It was a great movie. I'm not going to tell you why. You'll have to rent it. It's not available uh, on Netflix or anything like that. The other movie that I saw was The Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And this was a very interesting movie. And it really threw me off. It stars Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. And they have completely opposite roles. Um... Jim Carrey plays an introvert, quiet introvert, extremely shy. He only does the safe thing. 
He never does anything wild or crazy. And Kate Winslet plays who Jim Carrey would play normally. So they have completely opposite roles. And what it's about is he is dating Kate Winslet. His name is Joel and her name is Clementine. Yeah, like the orange. And they start dating and one day they break up. Well, this is apparently in the future, and there is a medical procedure that allows you to erase your memory. So Joel decides, you know something, I I can't stand, he's hurting so bad, he decides to erase his memory. Well, what is great is it plays the relationship between Joel and Clementine backwards. So at the end, at the beginning scene, as the memory is being erased, you see why their relationship failed so badly. And it's just like, yeah, it's terrible. She's terrible. He's terrible. They're just, they're, they hate each other. And then it kind of goes back further as they start erasing. And their relationship, you can tell, is on the rocks, but it isn't so bad. But then it goes further and further back, and he begins to have good memories. And he realizes, as he's unconscious... As he's, stru- as he's beginning to see these memories, these good memories, he doesn't want to um, have his memory erased. But of course, he's unconscious. He can't say anything. So what does he do? He tries to take the good memories and hide them into other parts of his brain as the doctors are going in and trying to erase his memories. It is actually a brilliant film. I, I hate Jim Carrey. There's, I think he is goofy. I think the only movie that I liked was Dumb and Dumber, and that movie I can only take a little bit of, but it was an absolutely excellent movie. Okay, so we've gone through. I've made it. Let's. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. You can go to my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and review all the notes and any links that I might have and the full videos. And I hope you guys have a great night. Everyone stay safe. And just like we have in the last few podcasts, we're going to play a uh, parody involving COVID-19. This one's a little longer. You don't have to listen to it if you don't want But uh, it's a little long. It's about six minutes. But you're not doing anything anyway, so go ahead and listen to it. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hate doing this, but I should give these guys some credit. This this song is from the YouTube channel called Grounded Show. Uh, Vocals are by Adrian Grimes, and the lyrics are by Dana J. Bean. Uh, The music, of course, is Queen. Enjoy it. And I hope to see you tomorrow. Is this a fever? Is this just allergies? Caught in a lockdown? No escape from the family. Don't touch your eyes. Just hand sanitize quickly. I wash my hands, play.
Just look out your window. 